And before we get to Rabbi Yudin, I just want to mention that we're getting toward the end of the year, which means we're getting toward the beginning of a new year and a new cycle of Torah study and Torah reading. Keep in mind, Rabbi Yudin has an amazing book, a Feldheim book, called Rabbi Benjamin Yudin on the Parsha. I will never forget when Rabbi Yudin gave me the opportunity to address the crowd at his book launch. It was such an amazing day that Sunday in Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn. And it was just to be part of that whole, after all these years, 30 plus years, going on, going close to 35, by the way, years of Rabbi Yudin presenting every single week on this program, on this radio station. Just incredible that I got turned into such a wonderful book. So Rabbi Benjamin Yudin on the Parsha, it's hardcover, it's Feldheim. Check it out. Get it before Parsha's Bracious. You'll be glad you did. This time each and every Friday morning, every era of Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin. Spiritual leader of Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Kisavo. According to the Chinuch, there are six mitzvos in Parshas Kisavo, and we know we are heading towards the end of the Torah by the fact that according to the Chinuch, we have mitzvos 606 through 610. Uh, excuse me, through 611. And that means two more to go according to the Chinuch. Now, let me tell you, before we even focus on something from the parsha, be aware that the second half of the parsha contains the long list of tochacha, of curses that could and would and unfortunately have befallen the Jewish people when they have, quote, stepped out of line. Now I have to tell you that our reading of Parshas Kisavo this Shabbos is not coincidental. What does that mean? It means that the Gemara in Megillah, Lamid Aleph, Amid Aleph, Amid Beis, is talking about the various Kriyas HaTorah for the various occasions. And there the Gemara teaches that Ezra, when he came back to Eretz Yisrael, Tikein Lahem Li Yisrael, he enacted the following provision, Sheyukorin Klolos, Shebetoras Koanim, Kodem that we should read the Tochacha found in Parshas Pichukosai, prior to the Yom Tov of Shavuos, and the Sheba Mishnah Torah, the 98 curses found in the book of Devarim, Kodem Rosh Hashanah, before Rosh Hashanah. And we try to have it that next week is that buffer, so we don't go into Rosh Hashanah directly from the curses. And what's the reason for this? The reason for this is, says Abaye, Kedesha Tichle Shana, the Kilolo Seha, so that the year may end along with its curses. Hoping that, please God, this forthcoming year is going to be even a better one than this past. I'd like to uh, draw your attention to the fact 
that the Ashkenazic Jewish world begins the recitation of Slichos A on a Motsoi Shabbos, this one, because you need minimally four days before Rosh Hashanah for the recitation of Slichos. A popular source for this is found in the Shulchan Aruch, or Achayim, Tov Kuf, Pei Aleph, Halacha Vav, and there in the Mishnah Brura, citing the Elio Rabbah, he gives us an interesting reason for it, and that is as follows. In Parshas Pinchas, where the Torah speaks about each of the Korban Musaf, for each of the holidays, the additional offerings. So there the Torah says, and regarding to each and every Yom Tov, the Ekravtem, and you shall offer the particular Korban Musaf. However, in contrast, regarding Rosh Hashanah, in Bamidbar 29, Pasuk 2, the Torah says, Vahasisem, and you shall make an offering. Understood by the rabbis to mean that man should make himself worthy of being an offering. And just as an animal in the Beis Amigdash required Bikurmum, a physical inspection over a period of four days, assuring that the animal is blemish free and fit to be offered, so too is man to introspect and examine his ways, examine his thoughts and his actions, so that they are worthy and appropriate for the service of Hashem. Now, at first glance, the particular Kriyas HaTorah, which is read on the Shabbos before Slichos, need not necessarily be related to Slichos. This year, we're reading Parshas Kisovo, and I believe that an understanding of the opening mitzvah of Kisovo, which is that of Bikurim, the first fruits, can shed light and enhance our appreciation of Slichos. Interestingly, there are two mitzvahs out of the 613 that deal with Bikurim. In Mishpatim, in chapter 23, Pasuk 19, the Torah legislates the mitzvah of bringing the first fruits to the Beis HaMikdash. In this week's parsha, at the beginning, in chapter 26, Psukim 5 through 10, the Torah provides an exact text of a declaration that the farmer is to recite upon presenting his first fruits to the Kohen, in the temple. And the essence of this declaration is thanksgiving to Hashem, Hakoras Hatov, for the produce, for the land of Israel, for His directing history and redeeming the enslaved nation from Egypt and bringing them to the promised land. And upon completion of the declaration, the farmer prostrates himself before Hashem. Now, David HaMelech, in Tilim 50, Pasuk 23, this is the last Pasuk in Tilim chapter 50, 
David says, Zoveach Toda Yechab Donani, which can be understood interestingly in one of two ways. Either the one who offers Toda, a thanksgiving offering, honors me, because after all, the Talmud in Brachos 54b teaches that our Ba'at Srichim Lahodos, there are four individuals that have undergone challenging and dangerous situations, they are obligated to bring a thanksgiving offering. They include seafarers, those who have crossed the sea, those who go through wilderness, one who was sick and recovered, and one who was incarcerated in prison and came out. Now they're offering the prescribed karban toda, toda sacrifice, is recognition of Hashem's hashkocha pratis, divine providence, thereby honoring Hashem. Today, that we do not yet have the third, Beisam Migdosh, we recite Birkas Hagomel instead. Now this is one understanding of Toda. Rashi understands the word Toda not as thanksgiving, but as an admission and confession. Thus to Rashi the verse is to be understood. The one who brings an offering of tshuva, of repentance, and confesses his sins, that is truly honoring Hashem. Now it's interesting to note that the word and the root of the word toda is both to admit and to offer thanks. And indeed Rav Hutna Zatzal noted that these two understandings of the word toda complement each other in the bracha of modim, which is the theme of the final section of every Shemona Esrei. The Jew acknowledges and moreover admits, as in the term Modebemiktsas, where one admits that he owes part of the debt against him. And here too, the worshiper, the one who's praying the Shemona Esrei, admits that he could not do it alone, that he needed the assistance of others. And indeed, every time we say thank you, we are saying first that we needed something that we could not have done it all by ourselves. And subsequently, having admitted this reality, the second meaning of Toda, of thanks, emerges. And one expresses appreciation for the good they have received. Now, the Torah directs that upon completion of the recitation, the farmer prostrates himself before the Mizbeach, the altar of Hashem. Now this act of hachnoah, of total submission to Hashem, follows naturally the detailed declaration of a Hatov, thanksgiving. Why? The more one realizes that they have been the beneficiary of Hashem's bounty, the more grateful and humble they become, and they desire to reciprocate in kind, fulfilling Hashem's every wish. Now, an interesting insight into the Shema, whereby the opening line 
is reciting that the sovereignty of Hashem. Hashem exists, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. And then the passage continues, You are to love God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your might. Why the three words, Now the Talmidei Hagra, the students of the Vilna Gaon, explained in the name of their teacher, that the opening line of Shema is teaching not only the existence and uniqueness of Hashem, but that all, literally everything, emanates from Him. And thus, our Hakara Satov, our gratitude, is directed to one source only, and only one source, and that's why the three alls, B'chol Levavacha, B'chol Nafshacha, U'v'chol Miodecha, concretizes this idea. Now there's an interesting machlokes. When is the ideal time to begin the recitation of Slichos? Ravel Yoshev Zatzal was of the opinion that it's best to say Slichos early Sunday morning. This is based on the opening words of Orachayim. Tough, I'm sorry, Tough Kuf Pei Aleph, Halacha Aleph, that the practice is to rise early to recite slichos. The very rousing of oneself from their sleep and slumber sets the tone for acknowledging their sins. The motivation, therefore, is one of todah, Vidui, admission of guilt, not having actualized one's full potential. Yet, on the other hand, the Leket Yosher, a student of the Trumas Hadeshem, taught that we recite Slichos on Saturday night, going from the joy of Shabbos to the joy of Slichos. The joy of Shabbos emanates from the spiritual effect of greater and more meaningful studying of Torah on Shabbos and the physical oneg, delight of Shabbos. Now being in the positive mood and enveloped with the delight of Shabbos, this is the ideal prerequisite for slichos. Why? Because this is the toda of thanksgiving leading to the Todah of admission, namely, in view of the excessive bounty that Hashem gives each and every one of us, Bali Ayin Hara, our health, our family, our environment, our sustenance, one realizes that we can never sufficiently ever repay him and therefore we come to Slichos with a happy countenance wanting to improve and to give him Nachas and thus it is understandable 
the Medrash Rabbah on the opening Pasuk of the Torah that says, Bereshis Baro Elokim. And the Medrash says, Bishvil Bereshis, four Rashis, the firsts did Hashem create the world. And the Medrash goes on to say that the Torah is called Rashis, that Israel is called Rashis. And take a look at the Rashi on the opening Pasuk of the Torah. And then the Medrash continues and says, additionally, four Bikurim, which are called Rashis in Shmos, chapter 2319, Bishvil Bereshis, for Bikurim, was the world created. Give me a break. How is Bikurim so important? So we can understand why the world was created for Torah, the world was created for Israel. Why was the world created for Bikurim? And the answer is, having said the above, we know that Bikurim with its declaration of Akoras Hatov, of thanksgiving, sets the tone and foundation for man to serve Hashem. The attitude that it's all me is transformed to appreciate and recognize all that comes from him. And so, Medrash Rabbah in Bereshis, chapter 22 teaches that Adam asked Cain what happened after his terrible act of fratricide. And he said, I did shuvah and I was pardoned. And Adam responded with, Tov lahodos lashem. Which means literally it's good to thank Hashem. And the Chassam Sofer quotes the Medrash in conjunction with this Pasuk and says, Tov lahisvados lashem. It's good to confess and accept total submission to Hashem. Why? Because His beneficence, His kindness, His showering us with so much that we all have leads to our greater character development. And therefore, may we be ever aware and makir tov of His constant showering us with goodness, prompting us to come to slichos to want to better ourselves, to be able to show Hashem, thank you for all you have given us. Shabbat Shalom and a meaningful Slichos to all.